This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. There he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right. Good morning. Good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the uh, Manly Warthog Man Cave uh, uh, in the Mellon Law Studio in the piney woods of North Central Florida on what promised to be a nice sunshiny day here. And we're going to uh, have a conversation today with you that is going to be a necess- it's going to be necessary to repeat this again and again and again because there is so much misinformation that's going to be coming at you in a flurry if you live in this area. Uh, and if you don't live in this area, just watch it happen and you'll learn how government works at trying to uh, stifle debate. You would think that in a democracy, you would think that in a, a um, society like ours that prides itself on free speech and, you know, entertaining opposing points of view and getting it right and being straightforward as you um, play the game of debate or exchange opinions that we would be the shining example of all the world. But uh, this place here is getting ready to be, and I hope I stand corrected. I hope I'm wrong, um, but I'm never wrong. The only time I've been wrong is one of my Uh, viewers reminded me yesterday when I advised Tom Petty to go back to school and not go to California. Well, I admit that. I I admit, you know, I I messed up there. So I can't think of any other times I've been wrong. So, um, uh, you know, and how that goes. And and, um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be wrong this time. Painfully, I'm going to be correct. You're going to hear a steady stream of propaganda and of misinformation that the YouTubes of the world and the Facebooks of the world will not bother to to censor because um, they don't know really what they're doing uh, except to try to stomp out Trump. And other than that, why everything sort of slides by them as near as I can tell. But you're getting ready to hear uh, a a steady stream against single-member districts. And... uh, We're going to start today to try to set the record straight and give you the opposing point of view in a fair and balanced way. Uh, And I'm going to repeat this. I'm going to offer to do public forums. I'm going to offer to do the Ward Scott Files to host debates about it, honest debates, because you're not going to get one. You're going to see the Cornell, the mini Mike, the thin skinned water boy um, lead the charge against people. Uh, who are uh, he asked Ashley asked their support of when he wants to get ready to to try to be reelected? Uh, it's 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 crazy, and 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 um, then you've got this this little chorus behind him of of people who don't really know what they're talking about, except that they're told what to say, and uh, they have all sorts of misinformation about uh, what is going on uh, with this issue. It's, a, it's an issue to, be, to complicate it that people themselves uh, don't have a clue uh, wh- what system of governance they're operating under here locally. It's, uh, it, it's just, it's pitiful, really, that, that uh, um, this, is, this is not uh, uh, fairly distributed and uh, um, you know, accurately uh, said. Let me just give you an example. At 9.30, we're going to have a, uh, a link with um, Tim Martin, who actually went to Tallahassee yesterday and watched in, in, in living color, if you will, what I'm talking about now. But um, uh, let, let's go back and, 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 and just, I'm, I don't like to quote her because um, she's right out of the world of 
sustainable this and sustainable that is all the Kool-Aid of, of, of uh, environmental this and environmental that governs her mind. Uh, she's not very well informed, but that's not very unusual. And a while back, this commissioner, Alfred, I think is her name, um, uh, wrote a, an article that the Sun published. And it's filled with things that I want to check off on and straighten out for you. Um, the uh, article is uh, trying to shoot down Chuck Clemens because he's uh, sponsoring House Bill 1493, which is a bill that's going to place on the ballot an opportunity to the voters to up or down single member districts. Now, you hear a lot about voter suppression. This is a, the best example of voter suppression I can tell you about. Voter suppression means denying people the opportunity to vote, does it not? And all this ballot measure would do would give the people an opportunity to say they like their current system of governance or they don't. And it's not something that the legislature can pass. It's not something Ward Scott can pass. It is something that the county commission could put on the ballot and save us a lot of trouble, but they won't do it. They will not, absolutely not, put it on the ballot. And I talked with a gentleman yesterday who was on the Charter Review Commission 20 years ago, because the Charter Review Commission meets every 10 years, and the Charter Review Commission is exactly what it says. It reviews the charter to see if there's anything in the charter that needs to be changed or the public needs to know about and have an opportunity to change. And 20 years ago, in a very narrow vote, it always has, uh, it, you know, it was a, one vote made a difference as to whether or not 20 years ago, single member districts was placed on the ballot. That's how long people have been wanting this opportunity to at least express themselves, uh, be placed on the ballot. This gentleman voted against it, and that killed it. Yesterday, the gentleman told me he made a mistake. He should have voted for it, and that would have put it on the ballot 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, we would have known whether the people wanted it or not. Now, Columbia County has single-member districts. But, you know, I checked at lunch the other day. I was sitting next to a lady who happened to be from Columbia County. And I asked her and lived there all her life and voted there all her life. And I asked her if they had single member districts. And she didn't know. She doesn't know. This is not the sexiest subject on the planet. This is not something that people get up in the morning while they're eating their cereal and take a look at and discuss in their little family group. It doesn't mean a dang thing to them. Uh, so that's one of the things that makes it very difficult for citizen initiative. You would think that the county representatives would put it on the ballot and educate the people and say, here are your choices. But no, if a single member district were to pass, then the county commissioners would not be voted on by everybody in the county. And what happens when everybody in the county votes on the county commissioners, it's all in the urban core where all the population density is and the people in the rural areas don't get to express themselves. In the same proportionate number that, hey, the people in the urban core do. Now, everything else we've got in the House, for example, is districts. In the Senate, it's districts. The only thing we vote on at large is the president. So when it gets down to uh, this particular issue, there are all sorts of fears because these people on this county commission are paid $85,000 in this county a year for a part-time job. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? 85 and some change, and it goes up based upon population. 
the ratio is tied to population. So they'll never get fewer dollars per year. They'll get more. And they'll get an automatic raise every time more people move to the county. And this holds true of all 67 counties. So the larger counties, the commissioners make more. The smaller counties, they make less. The theory being they have less to govern. And there is a difference. Some, as I say, Columbia, single-member districts. Last time I checked, and you can check it yourself, and others are voted on at large. And I'm going to tell you where the trick is in at large. But um, here, this these people, this Alfred woman, hollers of that home rule charter is being uh, stepped on. Let me tell you about home room charter and what it means. Let's harken back to a, a moment uh, when uh, we had a home room, ho home uh, a rule charter issue and they didn't squawk then. In fact, they worked their fannies off to pass this. And if it hadn't have been for the laziness of the mayor of Alachua, we probably would have made this difference. Uh, but that was the growth management area charter amendment. And it, it um, separated by 265 votes. So uh, the citizens, you know, they didn't vote against the amendment because the language is unclear. And the citizens didn't spread the misinformation. The county spread the misinformation, saying the issue was about urban sprawl. Um, the, the language uh, was uh, um, uh, not uh, uh, what it should have been. And uh, it, therefore, it was misleading. The, the county, as we're going to find out in, in the bottom of the hour, is turning around and practicing the very same thing it's complaining against uh, about in the Alachua County Growth Management Act. So um, the, the, the Charter Review Committee, let's just talk about the Charter Review Committee, for example. It uh, has its own attorney. Uh, it is funded by taxpayer money. It is Gainesville-centric. Um, and I'm going to go into how it's Gainesville-centric for you in, in just a, a moment. Um, uh, what, do, what do I mean by Gainesville-centric? Of the 33 Alachua County residents who put their names on the hat, in the hat to be uh, on the Charter Review Committee. Now, let's not get mixed up with the growth management area which is a different thing. It passed by 265 and it allows the county to go into the small municipalities and, and thumbs up or thumbs down growth in those counties and takes away the home rule decisions in, a lot, in, in some significant measurement in those particular Alachua's and, and uh, uh, um, Newberry. So that has spread in a, in a couple of ways. One, a rebound, Spring County, and the other, if we had single-member districts, the county wouldn't be able to spread the propaganda. We'd have our own representative. But if you take a look at the Charter Review Committee composition, that kills every time the uh, single-member districts going on the ballot without all this furor. Here's what you'll find. Of the uh, of 33 Alachua County residents who volunteered to be on the Charter Review Committee, I did 20 years ago, and they didn't even give me a reply. Um, 24 of those 33 people who, uh, who applied to be on the Charter Review Committee uh, were Gainesville residents. Three acclaimed Newberry and one each High Springs, another from Alachua, another from Micanopy, another from Waldo. One had a post office box. I don't know how that works. And one was from Williston, which is not even in this county. So of the 12 selected to be on the Charter Review Committee, nine identify with Gainesville. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, the Charter Review Committee is loaded from the beginning. Now, here's some of the problems with living in the rural area. The Internet. Yesterday, I received a call from a frantic farmer in this area who said, how do I express myself to Tallahassee about what I think on the 
on this committee, which we're going to talk about today, uh, moving this uh, a ballot measure along, uh, when all they give me is the internet. We don't have the internet in the countryside the way they do in the city, which they don't. They have no cable out there. And so it's already tipped in the favor of the urbans to even reply. And by the way, as we'll learn at 930, the county was represented all over the place there. So furthermore, when I was chair of the Rural Concerns Advisory Committee, I had to tell Mark Sexton that let me tell you something, Mark. He's the minister of propaganda is what we call him, uh, the public information director for the county. Um, we can't see the county commission meetings in the uh, countryside because they're on cable. And I had to remind them of that, that the county commission meetings that govern county people cannot be viewed in the rural areas. So the rural residents haven't even been able to watch their own commission in action. Now, right after that, the county thought they fixed the problem by streaming the county commission meetings on the internet. But once again, uh, you, you know, satellite television is what is largely we use here in the countryside. I'm on satellite. I can't watch the county commission on satellite. It's only cable that makes it available in the countryside. This hadn't even occurred. This is the type of stuff we're talking about. You know, I don't pretend to think like a Russian. I'm not a Russian. I mean, I, I you know, I... I you understand when I'm my drift? I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I would listen to the Russians talk about Russia. Uh, I just comes to mind because Russia's on everybody's mind. I mean, I, you know, so what in the world makes you think that the urban people can see the world the way the rural people do? So um, the, the, the for just to give you an idea, the Lachua County Commission structures all of its advisory boards exactly like it doesn't want to be structured. Uh, the, you, know, you have on it categories that the applicants have to represent. Uh, they have to re represent certain uh, 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 agriculture or silviculture or uh, some other thing, depending upon the rule committee that they're, or the advisory committee they're on. They have, and they have term limits, uh, uh, which you know we fought like crazy to get rid of on the rural concerns advisory. If we finally did, because that the county commission doesn't have uh, term limits, why should its advisory committees have term limits? So you know we had to make that argument. Um, this citizen initiative process that we're now having to go through is difficult. It's time consuming and it's expensive, and the county is going to fight us because I'm for single member districts. And I'm going to come right out and say that the county uh, is going to fight us with our own money and, it's, and, and lawyers, which we're paying for. And we'll explain that to you as this discussion goes along. Um, so uh, this is this is a, uh, a really get ready because already I've heard from the people who are there uh, 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 yesterday that there was all sorts of misinformation. Now, in, uh, uh, in a, what we have now is we have a county commission that says its, its, its commissioners come from districts, but they don't come from districts. They don't have to come from districts. They have to reside in the district, but they don't have to homestead in the district, which means that five days, I think it's five days after you're elected, if you are elected, and you live in, uh, well, let's just use myself as an example. I ran in uh, uh, a long time ago, I can't remember the year now, 2004 maybe, uh, against Byerly. Byerly's district is Archer, Hale Plantation, all of that area, which by the way, he hates. He lives in Micanopy, which is uh, part of that district. So I lived in Alachua. Had I defeated uh, Byerly, I was not going to sell my home in Alachua. I was going to have a residence to meet the letter of the law, which is legal, in that district. 
Robert Carl Hutch, Hutcherson, the communist commissioner, Karl Marx, the commissioner, he never resided in his district, homesteaded in. I asked him because his residence to fit the district need was the log cabin at the bottom of the 8th Avenue Hill, if you're familiar with Gainesville, which he rented and never, ever stepped foot in. But it was legal. So this concept that you, you, you actually represent a district is bull. These commissioners represent an ideology. That's all there is. And you take a look at the resume of these commissioners we have now. They all represent an ideology. They all come from the same political party. Now, what in the world is the threat? There's nothing to prevent somebody from a single member district also having the same ideology if that's what the people want. The rural people could elect a Democrat. The rural people could elect in a district an environmentalist. The rural people could elect, and depending upon how the districts are drawn, uh, people have an interest in the University of Florida, even, but right now, what you, maybe perhaps some interest in Gainesville, oh, that's waning. But basically what you have now are county commissioners who are Gainesville city commissioners. And that cannot be broken up under the current uh, configuration because they don't have to live, that is to say, homestead in their district. And if that indeed change was put on the charter, uh, they, they wouldn't go for that either. I guarantee you they wouldn't go for that. Now, the issue of race, the, uh, there is guaranteed in single member districts that, well, there always will be a minority representative on the commission because the minority district will be clearly delineated. So there always will be a Chuck. I mean, a, a Chuck Chestnut, always, just as in this city, what started Rodney Long's uh, career in politics was single member districts in the city of Gainesville. The city of Gainesville right now has single member districts, a combination. And the original request by uh, the people putting this ballot measure out for the public was a, a, a simulation of the city's configuration with a combination of at-large and single member. And everybody said, my God, don't do anything like the city of Gainesville does it because it'll be a mess. So that's struck down. There's not going to be a combination of citizens uh, at large and citizens at single member districts. It's going to be strictly single member districts. Will it pass? I have no idea, but I can tell you that the county commission is deadly frightened that it will pass. They're absolutely shivering under their sheets at night that this will pass. And you're going to see a flurry. It's already starting. A flurry of propaganda come out of the county commission. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing that this democracy is governed by this type of people. I'm not pulling back on the, you know, ultimately, um, it's all about character and the character flaws in these people who are afraid to death to let the people vote up or down. They don't get it straight now in your mind. This county commission doesn't want you to have an opportunity to make a choice, whether you are black or white or green or red, tall or short, skinny or oh, heavy. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't want you to be able to vote on the issue. And if you don't raise hell about it, they're going to get away with it. They're going to get away with it. There, and here's the thing. There is a pitiful lack of leadership. We saw this in the growth management area amendment, which I talked about a minute ago. One of the things which we discovered in that deal was a pitiful, pitiful, pitiful lack of leadership. We're going to give you, in a minute here at the bottom of the hour, our, my, my wonderful co-host who occasionally sits in for me, and I'm honored to have him as a co-host and a friend, who's got character. 
is not afraid to step up and lead and take on controversial issues. Um, and, 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 you know, that's very rare. We found it, as I say, the growth management uh, area amendment. Uh, we had, there was, I mean, you know, that became very clear that the leadership is lacking. So you have to understand that there's going to have to be an organization put together of various groups of people from various walks of life to push back on what's going to happen to us as we begin to get closer to the possibility. It's not even a reality yet because it's coming through house structure, which uh, a Newberry commissioner and my good friend Tim Martin will explain in just a moment because he was there yesterday and saw it. And I'll, I'll, he's going to be doing the talking in just a second as soon as we thank our sponsors at the bottom of the hour. But you, you have to understand that um, they're going to be fighting you with their own uh, information, which they're going to bend and twist and already have. And they're going to fight you with your own money. And it's going to be very difficult for you to push back unless uh, you find a leader or leaders and you find some money. And I'm talking big money because they're going to be pumping big money. They've already talked about a steady stream of various media outlets. These are not cheap. They're all going to cost them. And, 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 and I, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be in the next few weeks, a bloody war here. So uh, uh, I see uh, my good friend is here waiting in the wings. We're going to thank uh, our sponsors uh, real quickly uh, here. Coming, we'll do it a little bit before the bottom of the hour. And then we'll hear from uh, Tim Martin. And he was there in Tallahassee yesterday. As I say, this has got to go through some more committees in the House. Then it's got to go over to the Senate and go through some more committees there. And every one of these committees, there's going to be people from Alachua County there trying to convince these people that they shouldn't let it through the committee. And the challenge is going to be where are the average Joe's going to come from to give that committee another point of view. We'll be right back. Let's go to a break real quickly, uh, uh, production. And we'll be right back with uh, Tim Martin. This is Ward Scott. And I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, RR Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. If your brains were lard, you couldn't grease a small frying pan. <laughs> to call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. Octon, octon, the papers are not in order. Step out of the line and report to the inspection station. We are going to search your belongings. Much now. At Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. Welcome back to the Ward Scott Files here. I'm speaking from the Warthog Command Center, the Manly Command Center in the Melbourne Law Studio. And I, I believe my good friend Tim Martin might be speaking from the Springs House in the High Springs, perhaps. I <laughs> uh, see his, uh, uh, his view behind him, which uh, we'll probably end up talking about quite a bit because it's related to, but we're not going to focus on that right now. But it's, uh, it's something that exhibits the frustration of people with the county government. Uh, uh, right now, for example, they're talking about all sorts of initiatives that have everything to do with everything but the roads. I, I, I have to glue my teeth in when I ride down the Alachua County roads and they're getting much, much worse. So uh, 
Listen, uh, Tim, great to have you. It's always great to have you. I'm honored to have you as my backup, kind of, if you continue. You might be burned out on that. I don't blame you. It's a tough job. But uh, Tim is here. He was in Tallahassee yesterday, and he's going to explain the committee structure. I'm not going to talk much. I'm going to – can you believe it? I'm going to listen to Tim as he takes us through the narrative of what happened, what was heard and said by the county, and uh, where we go from here. So, Tim, thank you so much for taking time out to come on. No, I appreciate the opportunity, Ward. Uh, yesterday was a little bit of a preview, I think, of what we can expect over the next several months uh, coming out of the Board of County Commissioners. Uh, myself, uh, County Commissioner Chair uh, Mary Helen Wheeler, Mark Sexton, and Representative Yvonne Hayes Hinson uh, was there as sort of a proxy for County Commissioner Mary Alford. Uh, what was interesting is Mary uh, Alford had written a piece over the weekend that showed up in the Gainesville Sunset, and Mary or uh, Representative Hinson basically went up to the podium yesterday, and she kind of read it basically verbatim, except for the fact that she stumbled over her words a few times and tried to ad-lib. Uh, it, it was kind of a really funny moment uh, when one of the representatives on the committee called her out on it, and she she just kind of had to backtrack a little bit. Uh, but it's it's like I said, it's a preview of what we can expect. Uh, the propaganda has already started, uh, and there was actually a little bit of fireworks yesterday in the committee meeting with spokesperson Mark Sexton because he actually got a little chippy with one of the representatives. I think his name was uh, Representative uh, Lamarca or Roach. I can't remember. I have to go back and take a look at the video. Uh, but they got a little chippy at each other, and, and Representative Perez, who was chairing the committee, had to kind of hop in there and and cut it off at the pass because Mark was obviously getting ir irritated. He even like stood to the side and kicked the side of his coat uh, back and put his hand on his hip like a little eight year old. But I thought that was kind of funny. God, I've given money to see that. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, uh, Hanson, whatever. I don't, I can't keep track of her name. They have hyphenated, and then she drops it and this and that. Yeah, um, yeah. What Tim is saying is that she. Uh, and acted as if she had put the thoughts down that Alfred had put down and was ready, reading them as if they were her own. And, you know, Tallahassee guys aren't there for nothing. I mean, they know when they're hearing something, it doesn't ring true. So they said, as Tim said, hey, did you write that? Well, of course she didn't. And uh, probably couldn't make the argument except as a surrogate. But that gives you an idea of what type of forces they're going to enlist. They're going to pull representatives in and they're going to smear Clemens. Uh, there's no question but what they're going to say that he's trying to uh, take away uh, something that should be their right to do. But they have really abdicated their right, have they not? Uh, in my view, anyway, Tim. Well, uh, I think it was very telling. This was in the uh, Public Integrity and Elections Committee yesterday. It had already cleared uh, one of the uh, committees, and I have them both listed here. So the first committee it cleared was the Local Administration and Veterans Affairs Subcommittee. Uh, yesterday's hearing was in front of, uh, as I said, the Public Integrity and Elections Committee, both a bipartisan, and they cleared both, it has cleared both committees already unanimously, both bipartisan committees. So there is not a lot of wind in the sails of the county commission. And I really think this is a zero sum game for them, uh, but they're going to, they're going to continue to push it. It, it reeks of voter suppression. I think I caught the beginning of the show where you had brought that up uh, very clearly. And that's exactly how it comes off. You don't want the people to vote. Why wouldn't you want the people to vote? It starts a domino of different questions in the citizen and the voters' minds, which are all valid in my opinion, because uh, why wouldn't you let the, the citizens vote? You know, they even tried to insinuate that the Florida League of Counties had written a letter of support for their position. Well, once the representatives again dug into that topic, come to find out they were really, really just kind of uh, speaking to the fact that maybe the state should stay out of this because it's a local bill. So even uh, Commissioner Cornell had said, oh, yeah, the Florida League of Cities, uh, the, the county league, it, they all support, they support us. Well, that's not entirely true. So they're stretching the truth. And just to go back for a second to Mark Sexton, the issue there was whether or not a county as a government body can educate 
or advocate on a particular bill or particular position. And Mark Sexton, after this whole chippy exchange, he specifically said it, Mr. Chair, when it comes to educational campaigns, the county follows the letter of the law. And I already know, and your listeners, everybody in the county should already know, that is a blatant, blatant lie because the Alfred piece that ran in the Gainesville Sunset was reposted on the Alachua County Facebook page. It specifically says, call to action, email and call the committee, or, committee members and tell them to vote no. That is not educational. That is 100% advocacy, and they're guilty, absolutely 100% guilty. I'm glad that uh, we touched on that a little bit in the committee, uh, but had I known you know, in the middle of the committee what I know now, uh, because I went back and looked at that, it's absolutely advocacy, and the government can't do that. They are not allowed to spend taxpayer dollars on those sort of things. And in that particular case, it wasn't physical dollars, but they are spending time and energy of the staff, particularly Mark Sexton, on this sort of effort. And uh, when I went and uh, talked to a couple of people yesterday on my drive home, in fact, Mary Alfred admitted in the commission meeting, I guess that was on Tuesday or Monday, that Mark helped her write the piece that appeared in the Gainesville Sunset. So clearly the county is completely out of bounds here. And I look forward to being able to uh, call them out on it as this rolls out over the next few months. You know, you're a commissioner right now, and uh, I get your opinion on this. I have a question. She is acting as if she's speaking for the entire commission, but she's just a single commissioner. There has been, has there been a, a unified adopted a position without a dissent that would be, sign off on her letter. In other words, it's not signed off on by the entire commission. And it's right. written by Sexton. That is really shady, I think. Well, it is, it is shady. And to my knowledge, the county commission as a body has actually issued a proclamation or had a consensus that this is going to be their position. They are against the bill 100%. And it's just hypocrisy for the county commission to say they represent all of the county when you have this monolithic uh, opinion across the board. I pointed out yesterday in my comments exactly that. The county claims that they represent everybody, yet they're here and nobody represents the people who support this bill and support single member districts. Uh, you know, they think it's they think it's some sort of end around by Springs County <laughs> is what I really think that they are thinking, because it came up in the delegation meeting back in December over at Santa Fe. And it came up again yesterday during the committee meeting. So I thought that was kind of curious and and interesting uh, as well. That was just kind of one little nugget I, I gleaned from the conversation yesterday. And the body language of the committee was very, very telling. Uh, you had the minority ranking member, and uh, her name escapes me at the moment, uh, but I wrote about it, and it's going to appear in a piece at the Elatro Chronicle uh, either later today or tomorrow. She specifically told Representative Henson, ma'am, I'd like to talk with you uh, later on because I am a huge advocate of single member districts. And this is a minority woman, the ranking member representing the Democratic Party on that committee. I'm a huge advocate of single member districts, she said, insinuating, I don't really understand why you think this is a problem. Well, you know, Henson apparently can't think for herself again because she's re reiterating what Alfred had wrote in the Gainesville Sunset. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, not something that I'm, I'm all, all that sure that Henson's even going to be able to grasp. Um, in the delegation meeting back in December, she specifically asked Representative Clemens, why do you think a small minority should have the right to speak on this issue? A minority black woman, why does a minority have the right to speak on something? I just... Uh, that <laughs> my jaw dropped when I heard that, and uh, she just kind of repeated it almost uh, the same yesterday. It was just crazy. It was really, really crazy. And you, you can, if you're a listener here, you want to go back and look at the actual video. If you go to the FloridaChannel.org, uh, in the blue toolbar, it says Video Library. Just look up the public um, 
let's see one thing exact name, Public Integrity and Election Committee meeting from February 14th, yesterday, Valentine's Day. And you can look through, it's it's an hour long video, but it actually moves very quickly. You don't feel like you're, you're spending an entire hour on it. Uh, the first, I think, two minutes are on a couple other agenda items, and then we get into this particular bill. But it moves along very, very well, and uh, it's easy to follow, very easy to understand. Uh, but it is very telling as what the county is going to be doing over the next few months as this rolls out. I have a couple of reactions to your comments. One, would you be able to give us in production the link later, and we'll put that on the website. That would be very helpful because i got to tell you that one of the things we're dealing with as I was speaking about before you came on, is the real people are not as quick with their familiarity on the internet and how to look a bill up and all that. So uh, we're gonna have to help in that respect. So I'm sure you can do that. And secondly, what was it that uh, took you there? You're, you're, here you go, you go off as you do so many times, uh, get in the car and appear and speak. And I gotta tell my, fans and your fans here of the show that you are all constantly in motion. That's one of the things that I really uh, respect about you here, there, you're gone, this and that, and you're always involved. What took you up there? I mean, it had to be a deliberate move on your part, did it not? Well, it is, and I appreciate uh, the, the thanks. I, I know it doesn't go unnoticed by a lot of people, so I do appreciate it. Uh, you know, this is just kind of almost the way that I'm wired. Freedom is not free, Ward. It takes uh, time, talent, and treasure, uh, just like uh, just like going to church. So uh, this, this thing we call freedom, uh, it takes, uh, you know, watering it takes cultivation it takes activism you know i talk about in a lot of different forums we can we can talk about issues we can send emails we can watch videos we can share all these things but when the rubber meets the road you have to have these knee to knee conversations these face to face conversations with people because that's the, really the only thing that matters as a city commissioner, my highest value interaction is a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody. Right below that is a, converse, a conversation by phone and then an email. And then below that is the Facebook kind of interactions, if you will. But that highest value interaction action that you can take is the face-to-face knee-to-knee conversations that you have with people. And that's really where you can hear body language, you can hear voice inflection, you pick up on all these intangible things that are very hard to communicate via written communication. So uh, let's, you know, we're, we're a big sports fan uh, kind of audience here. Here's the analogy. We could talk about a football, we could share videos about a football, we could uh, you know, do everything we can about a football, but nothing matters until somebody takes the action to pick up that football and physically move it down the field. We get informationally obese here in America right now with all the interactions on uh, social media and the internet. It's, we become informationally obese. At some point, we have to get into the actual Patriot or the Freedom Gym and start working out, start pumping some of that iron and work off uh, those information pounds and start using it, start actually doing things with it. And the easiest thing you could do is get involved with the, some of the many campaigns that are going on right now. There's four races for the school board up. I think there's two uh, county commission races up. Uh, Chuck Chestnut's uh, seat is up. There's a senatorial race. There's no lack of things that can be done, but we have to set aside and budget the time and energy to do some of these things, uh, or we're just, we're just going to sit and flounder. Well, that's why I appreciate you having come on so often and you know, why I feel so comfortable you uh, taking the mic because you always are informed and you understand uh, how important this is to get citizen involvement. In this case, I want to warn the listeners that we've got Tim Martin here and we've got Ward Scott here, but we need an army. And um, this is going to take that type of organization. I, you know, one of my disappointments is that the Growth Management Amendment Act didn't pass in favor of the rural municipalities and the small municipalities. And it didn't, in my humble estimation, because of a lack of leadership and starting early. Uh, so here, one of the things I want to make public to you all is 
It's going to take money. And we're going to have to raise money to create an all, our own narrative through our own outlets that will counter the narrative they're creating with your money. And uh, you'll hear us, I'm sure. Tim's going to be, he's a veteran at this. And um, he knows, so it's going to take networking and it's going to take partnership and it's going to take reaching across the aisle to people for whom you may have had disagreements before, but you agree on this. Um, and that's what I am encouraged by it. You said it's been bipartisan getting out of those committees so far. And you've yes. even got the minorities representing it saying, what's wrong with letting the people, if anybody should be sensitive to this, letting the people express themselves, that's all we're doing. We don't know if it's going to pass or not. And it has a lot of things going against it because you've got to inform people about what they're doing and get them to participate. And that's a challenge. So, um, uh, but I was, the minorities, people should be right there as these people evidently were, as you're alluding to, um, saying, hey, come on, you know, let them, let them talk, you know? Yes, that seemed to be a very common thread in many of the questions and or the responses from the representatives uh, was that, why wouldn't you just give them the chance to vote? That, that, was, that was repeated many, many, many times. Well, what did they say? Well, uh, you know, I mentioned the minority representative earlier. Uh, representative Stevenson echoed that. Uh, representative uh, Ig Igun, <laughs> his name is I N G O G L I A. Blaze Angolia, I think, is how you actually Blaise pronounce Angolia. it. Yeah, he so uh, he's kind of a heavy hitter in the committee and uh, actually across the the whole state house i believe and he was saying how uh this just almost kind of seems like a no-brainer the level so we have 67 counties in florida i think there is at least two dozen of them who actually have single member districts uh, there's another handful that have sort of a mix which is what chuck clemens representative clemens had started with on this bill was a mix where you have some at-large seats and you have some single member district seats he has since pulled that portion of the at-large from the bill uh, but that was brought up again by representative tant yesterday t-a-n-t uh, female i can't remember what her district was but she brought that up uh and then the balance of the counties are this kind of at-large system. Uh, but I was almost, I, I was kind of waiting for the minority card to get thrown down by one of the people representing the county. And they, they kind of got pretty close to that. But I think when representative uh, from the, the ranking member from the minority party had uh, said that she was a big fa in favor of it, and she's a black woman herself. I think they kind of pulled that pulled that back because they almost started down the the line of thinking of well, this disenfranchises minorities. Well, hello, county commission. We've got minorities in Newberry. We've got in Archer. Uh, they're in High Springs. Uh, they're all over the place. And and to even even tangentially think that they're only in the city of Gainesville is just such a slap in the face. It, it was really kind of funny. So I'm glad they kind of got called, you know, pre-called out on that uh, yesterday. Well, you know, 20 years ago when uh, I was fighting this fight first, Tim. Yes. It's ironic that here locally, every black leader came to the Charter Review Commission to speak against putting single-member districts on the ballot. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Charles Chestnut, Ed Jennings, they came in like a mob all at once one evening and threatened the Charter Review Committee that if you put this on the ballot, we're going to go to the streets. Yeah. It's all public record. You can go back and look at it. It really was, um, it, you know, it was just amazing. It's got to be different this time. Yeah. If it's not different this time, if you're just going to get a if you're just going to get a monolithic Democrat pushback, progressive white and um, uh, black, uh, you know it's going to be a sad situation because yeah. those two will gang up on the rural people. Now, the reason we've been talking about this synonymous with rural people is not necessarily synonymous with rural people. It's synonymous because if the configuration of the districts is such, they'll be urban mixed in with the rural. It just will be that you will have a person to speak for you that you can go elect or unelect 
from your area that is, is your special interest. I mean, that's, that's all it is. Sure. And it really is the reason why people in Florida don't vote for mem members in Georgia or California or New York. There are differences uh, among people groups uh, geographically, uh, from an economic interest, uh, from just a simple resources interest. Uh, so it is important that those people have that dedicated representative at multiple levels of, gun of government. You know, the smaller cities we have at large, but in that dynamic, it's compact, it's low numbers, everybody kind of knows everybody. So that uh, exchange of information and the, the exchange of ideas happens at the restaurant. It happens at the football game. We don't have that dynamic as you get to a county level, uh, much less get to a state or a federal level. And that's, again, why people in Gainesville aren't voting for the representatives in Miami or the representatives in Tampa, because there's different interests uh, that uh, exist in those areas. And just by way of, uh, of, of, of go back, it was Geraldine Thompson. Uh, she goes by Jerry. She's the Democratic ranking member on the Public Integrity and Elections Committee. I, I was missing her name, but I went and checked on, on online. Well, you mentioned the city of Gainesville and people have dropped out from that vote because they don't feel there's enough, ironically, enough diversity and inclusion yeah. <laughs> of ideas uh, and representation on the city commission of Gainesville. You're getting the urban core again. And people have joked for years, and the joke is valid, that all one does when he leaves the county commission is go to the city commission or vice versa. And we have an example of that right now with Cynthia Chestnut. She's been a county commissioner, and now she goes right across the street and becomes a city commissioner. I mean, yeah. what do you think is going to be the mindset? Right. You know? it's, it's, well, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was going to harken back to an example during COVID where you had the tail wagging the dog in the city of Gainesville telling the county what to do. You know, your viewers would find it interesting that over the last two years, in multiple COVID conversations of the kind of what to do agenda, the city of Gainesville was the only city body that really had a seat at the table. Uh, so that speaks exactly to the dynamic that you're talking about. The whole retread of Cynthia Chestnut going back to the city of Gainesville commission is another example. And, uh, you know, it's, isn't it kind of interesting that representative or uh, county commissioner Chuck Chestnut was initially complaining? Uh, it's kind of benefited him ever since, right? I mean, the last election, the man was not even uh, contested. He ran right, right through, uncontested in his last election. Well, that's going to be the case this time, as I was saying, either while you were here or just before you came on. Single member districts guarantees practically in perpetuity, a minority representative. Uh, and there's nothing to keep them from being more than one minority representative. Because if we go into these rural communities, we've had black representatives on the City of Wallachia Commission. Uh, Bonnie Burgess was once there. Uh, we have, um, you know, you, you go around. And so there's nothing that excludes anybody here from expressing oneself. And as I say, let's go back to the basic issue. We don't know if it's going to pass or not. We're just advocating for the right to vote. And I don't know what is wrong with that. I, I, I am just, I, you know, and I'm, I'm embarrassed by the Cornells and these people who all of a sudden have be almost, they're almost on the verge of a temper tantrum and they're threatening and they're confrontational uh, that, uh, um, you know, if you even challenge our opinion, and that should be on prima facie evidence why you need a, 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 a single member district, because you can't challenge. There's all sorts of, as we know, it's going on. I, I don't want to get us off the track here, but um, sure. nationally, you know, Tim, just for a moment here. Uh, here's our article that I'll probably, uh, no, who cares about free speech? You know, all this stuff. Talk is a lost art. You know, uh, you, you alluded to coffee shop discussions and things. Sure, um, sure. You know, everybody can't. Well, I'll give you an example, and you already heard me talk about it. The city assumed that everybody had a phone and everybody could downtown and load an app and pay for the parking 
I, and nobody to this day, and this is relevant to what we're talking about, Tim, has yeah. pointed out yeah. that the county, Cedar County government is downtown. And yeah. we have old folks and this, all these people coming in who don't, are not internet savvy who got to park somewhere. Sure. Nobody has, all they can talk about is the business people downtown. How about the government interest downtown, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a very valid point. Uh, and, you know, with the idea of Springs County, uh, in order to save money and increase engagement, one of the ideas that we had with Springs County was when you set up the, the Springs board, the spring board, haha, there is an opportunity there for uh, why do we need to build an entire county chamber building? Why don't we use the existing city chambers? We can have the commission rotate through the, you know, the involved cities. And because there's five cities involved currently that are uh, chartered, you would have the commission in front of your city at least twice a year. And depending upon rotation, they would actually be there three times a year. So you want to talk about getting out into the hinterlands, uh, into the piney woods of north central Florida. That's a great way to do that. And uh, by way of education, it is Mary Helen Wheeler and Ken Cornell who are the two people from the county commission that are up for uh, re-election this, 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 this rotation. Well, as funny as I was saying, Ken Cornell has reached out to us in the rural area yeah. for his support. And yet he wants to kill an interest that he's, on the other hand, asking to support him. Um, this is the diabolical nature of politicians. I swear. Yeah. Oh, sure. I, you know, the people, you know, talk about used car salesmen and all this, but I've come to believe now, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. There are statesmen, but there are fewer and fewer, it seems to me. Uh, you just, you've got to look behind the curtain to see the story. And now it's not just the story behind the story. It's the story behind the story behind the story. It God is. Sake. It yeah. is. We're, as a society, we're trying to smooth out a bowling ball, aren't we? And just trying to find <laughs> these little things. <laughs> it's like we, you know, we kind of have to make stuff up to, to do with we, all these first world first world problems. But as a takeaway here, I know we're closing out the show. I see the the, the top of the hour is coming. Uh, at, after the meeting and after the vote and the county basically got uh, handed it by unanimous vote, bipartisan vote from the committee, uh, uh, Chair uh, Mary Helen did come over to me. Uh, she shook my hand and, and we kind of met and talked before the meeting also. But afterwards, she said, you know, Tim, I, I really want to get together with you and see what we can do about this perception that the county uh, doesn't care. And that's I don't want to use that as a quote, but that's basically what we what we said. And, I, you know, I kind of gave her a little uh, you know, short version of my schedule over the next couple of weeks. But, you know, I think she'll at least make the effort. I, I will absolutely take the meeting. Her and I have met uh, before. Now, whether or not she can do anything about it is a whole nother story. And I think where the buck starts is with us uh, engaging in the process. You can email the county commission at BOCC at AlachuaCounty.us. Uh, and those emails, you know, they are a low, lower priority, but it's kind of shots on goal. The more they do get them, uh, it does have an impact over time. Uh, if you can get into face-to-face -face with some of them, that's really a high-value item to try to do that and you know, well, any, any opportunity. Mary Helen, we will not advocate for uh, change. She'll, she'll try to smooth you over and try to win you to her side. You know, the funniest thing about her is uh, she kept getting unelected, 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 this, that, one, another, and finally she got but in the forums, when I was out there on the campaign trail myself as a write-in, she came over to me and she said, Ward, I want to sit next to you because I learn from you. I listen to everything you say, and then I understand. I thought that was so funny, you know, and it's probably true. I mean, yeah. because she she's, she doesn't, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to put it blatantly, you know. Uh, no, right, Mary Ellen, you can hang out, but that, that doesn't mean that I, I'm, I'm seeing things the way you see them. Uh, so uh, appreciate you coming by, man. I hope you uh, listeners realize that we're going to have more of these kind of discussions as this thing heats up. So expect to see more of us, and we're going to be putting our heads together, I can assure you, uh, uh, with some of the leaders in the community to see how we can stitch together a, a network of people who can raise money, who can push back, who can 
uh, get the narrative out. And uh, any of you want to pitch in and volunteer, you know how to reach both Tim, I'm sure, and me. And we'll take, we need all the help we can get. So, uh, Tim, thanks at this um, last final moment here. We just discussed this yesterday, coming on for a second here with me. And um, appreciate it, as always, your intellect and uh, demeanor. You are a, a, a polite, calm gentleman, um, contrasting your, yours truly here. <laughs> <laughs> always a pleasure thanks for having me okay we're going to sign off now from the warthog command center uh production thank you so much for helping us out today and uh tim's got a great new microphone i really like the quality of that voice this time and i love the setting you know it's almost presidential my man you got <laughs> Lord. oh Good my <laughs> golly yeah all right <laughs> all right warthog command center out <laughs>